Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, one and all. Welcome along. It is season three, episode 17. It is the Vikings post game show. And we are joined by Paul and special guest Jay Tuck. How are things, Jay Tuck? How are you getting on, sir? What's going on, everybody? What's going on, Cowboys Nation? I'm, I'm moving kind of slow today, man. I went to the Chiefs I, Monday night game last I, night I, and had a, had I, a few. <laughs> I, I, was, I, was, I was going to say that, Tuck, because I, I was wondering because you, you looked very merry at that game, winding yeah. up with that, that Giants fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it's, always, it's always a good time out there, Arrowhead, man. So, you know, and the fun thing about it is when you go to games that, you know, non-Cowboy related, like, used to be a fan, like, because I don't care who wins, care who loses. So I'm just walking around, talking to people, having a good old time, man. So I'm still in recovery mode today. Awesome, man. Awesome. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. So, um, yeah, as we say, it's post-game show. Paul's turning us off again. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I try. I tried to move my screen to the other side. Somehow, my mouse end, ended up clicking on the banner there. So I do apologize, everyone. <laughs> so Paul, Paul's struggling victory, too. Vic- <laughs> <laughs> victory polo Tuesday, as usual. Cowboys won twenty to sixteen against the Vikings on Sunday Night Football. Um, yeah, at US Bank Stadium, attendance fifty five thousand. How are we both feeling after that result? Hey you guys, Cowboys, it's your boy Uncle Beavs. What's up, Paul? Welcome to the show. Yeah, I, I feel great, man. Like, as a Cowboys fan, you got to be ecstatic about what you see with this team. Everything just feels different. I mean, going, like, now me personally, I wasn't a fan of going into the game with Cooper Rush as our starting quarterback. And granted, we all were. We all and granted <laughs> he did pull it off. He did struggle a little bit. I was just really wanting Dak to be out there. But to see this team really rally around it, and pull out the win, which is, you know, I think the Vikings are a decent team. It's a tough road win. Um, you know, their fan base is crazy, primetime football. And what you're really seeing with this Cowboys team is they're starting to rally around each other. And Mike McCarthy mentioned this today. Like, I think this team really enjoys playing with each other. Like, it's genuine. Yeah. They enjoy it on and off the field. And so you're seeing them really have each other's back. And I think that's what we're starting to see out there on the field because they rallied around Cooper Rush and got the job done. So I'm excited. Yeah, and, and you even saw that in the backstage after the game, how Dak goes up to Cooper Rush, and mm-hmm. it's that embracement, it's that, that team bond, and and when was the last time we ever seen that within this Cowboys team? It's been a long time. Like, you could probably go back to, back to the 2016 season when we first mm-hmm. brought Dak and Seekin, where after, obviously, Romo injured, he was being that team guy, being in the sideline, helping Dak and helping everyone out. But mm-hmm. not to this caliber where the defense are there rallying for each other, and you've got every offensive guy rallying against for each of them as well. So it's just so nice to see. Mm-hmm. And it's a testament to Mike McCarthy. I know a lot of Cowboys fans yeah. been on the fence about Mike McCarthy, but make no mistakes about it, he is changing the culture with this team because we all know if that was a different regime, we did not win that game on Sunday night. <laughs> and so Mike McCarthy and this staff, man, I think. You know, Dan Quinn being a player's coach, you're seeing the defense, you know, be excited about playing with for Dan Quinn. And it's just a different feel amongst the Dallas Cowboys. And it's on and up from here, man. So I'm excited. 
and well perfect time for me i actually get to travel to the states for the first yeah. time for three yeah. years yeah we, and, we're, and, gonna, I, we're gonna have some recovery oh, days all coming up here soon I, honestly talk, <laughs> it's gonna be one big, regardless when lose or draw it's gonna be one massive drinking session that's all yeah. i'm gonna say yeah, I, 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 I took off work for the next day for all in that chiefs game because i already know what's gonna happen in that game so yeah. it's like all right so I'm, i'll be prepared so i know paul we're gonna have a good time out there absolutely my friend absolutely but um, as usual, folks, and it's great to see the comments are already flying in. So make sure if you've any comments, let us know your studs or duds. Let us know your thoughts from the weekend. We'll pull them up there. Paul is already pulling up plenty of them. Uh, why is Lloyd asking me? Let me send you over an Oklahoma Sooner shirt. No, thanks, Lloyd. I have enough toilet paper as it is. It ain't going to happen, buddy. But as usual, yeah, look, send us in your, your studs and duds, whatever your thoughts are. Andrew, as always, I think we logged in with seven or eight comments from you. Love it, buddy. Yeah, so really, yeah. really do appreciate it. We'll, um, yeah, cause even before we started the stream, the comments were coming in from Andrew, uh, who's uh, been a long-standing member of the UK Cowboys fans. So big shout-out to Andrew Valenti. He's always there, always there and about it. So big shout-out to you, my, my friend. Yeah. I was I was I was having great fun winding up Andrew on the uh, the Facebook chat on um, Sunday night, so <laughs> it's it's great to have it. <laughs> but um, you know, before before we before we get into the main part of the show itself, so obviously twenty to sixteen victory, we're six and one, we're leading the NFC East by three games. I mean, how much more? How many more games have we got to win before we wrap up this division? <laughs> probably two or two or three i think i think we can have this division sewn up by thanksgiving to be honest with you if everything yeah. goes according to plan and at the same time we can't take things for granted so like trying mm. I'm, I'm still trying to be real about it like we can still never mm -hmm. underestimate that there could be that late mm. surge and like who knows like there's been teams like don't forget like the seahawks years ago who were like two and two and five they still managed to make the playoffs and make it to the Super Bowl that year, I believe. Mm -hmm. So anything can happen, but mm -hmm. we, just, we just need to make sure that we keep on winning and put the pressure on the rest of those teams in the NFC East, for sure. And going back to Mike McCarthy, the mindset that you see if you follow players on Twitter, on social media, it's just yeah. like 1-0. You know, they don't get too high, don't get too low. It's 1-0, focus on Denver. So it's a really week-to-week -week basis. Yep. And I know that there's a lot of noise outside, you know, Cowboys fans, you know, Super Bowl this, but it seems like from an internally standpoint, the team is just, you know, one week, handle your business, and then we'll move on to the next. So they're not it, thinking, you know, past the Broncos, which is great to see. It's so funny that you mentioned that talk because uh, our good friend Brad Sham, the voice of the uh, Dallas Cowboys, actually said that because we were kind of maybe jumping the gun ourselves talking about mm -hmm. Super Bowl, and Brad's like, no, listen, you need to take this week by week. Like, mm -hmm. anything can happen. Just mm -hmm. enjoy the ride. Like, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm I, wow, you're absolutely right, because, mm -hmm. uh, like, like not to kind of be Mr. Negative, don't like we could make have a loss down the line and mm -hmm. everything might fall apart. But mm -hmm. let's just enjoy it where we can. Hopefully, we will get to the Super Bowl, but let's focus on Denver. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, knock. I mean, knock on wood. I mean, the, the Diggs ankle thing. From what I'm hearing, that he's going to be okay. Yeah. Dak's going to be back. So those little things could definitely <laughs> swing the course of your season, man. So one week at a time, Cowboys Nation. Yeah, and I mean, I think this is something we've we've been saying all along so far this season. Talk is the the bond with the team 
you know, as you alluded to earlier, Paul, you know, the, the reaction from Dak, you know, there doesn't seem to be any egos on the team anymore. Mm-hmm. It's very much everyone together. We're all pulling for the victory. And, you know, mm-hmm. everyone's trying to improve. I think, I don't know if it was you, Paul, that sent in the message earlier into our group chat. And you were saying, you know, that Micah Parsons was in early. He was disappointed with how he got on in the Patriots game in mm-hmm. early. There we go. I think that's it. Yeah. And as DJ Dog said, he showed up at six o'clock yesterday morning for training. You know, that, that's, that that's we, the type of guys we have. That is a testament of mm. determination, wanting to win and just willing to improve. Like, that's just one guy, but mm. that can set an example for other players Improvies. in the building. Like, that is leading by example right there from Parsons. And this is coming mm. from a rookie, a right. rookie, remember? Yeah, I mean, the sky's the limit for him right now. Yeah, exactly. Because we people have to understand, you know, the Cowboys didn't have practice yesterday. They were off. So Mike McCarthy gave them the day off to see that Mike or uh, Micah Parsons was still active, going to the facility, getting in his training, getting his work. And that's the one thing we said a lot about Micah Parsons going into the draft and after the draft. He's just a true competitor. Like he wants Absolutely. to win. We, I mean, we saw it on Hard Knocks. Whether it's playing a shooting game, losing to you know Jordan Lewis that they're doing with the laundry room, it's like he just wants to compete. He wants to win, and that's a contagious type of mindset that can transcend throughout not only the defense but just the locker room. So I, I definitely love it because it's definitely a new type of mindset when it comes to the Cowboys Nation. Yeah, very true, and I think that that. Again, Randy Gregory was also awesome on Sunday night. You know, mightn't have had, say, the numbers from the previous game, but he was causing havoc. Brian, Brian what have I been keep telling you about Randy Gregory? Get him in a new contract right now. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, before it's too late, yeah. before, his, before his price increases. Because yeah. <laughs> like, we need to think about our salary cap as well. Like, mm-hmm. If we can get him on a deal right now, then great. You know, Right. Yesterday's price is yeah. not today's price, and the longer we wait, like okay, now let's let's play to Randy Gregory he has a 15 sack season. He's a you know all pro defensive end. Then let's try to work out it. Like no, work it out now because Randy yeah. Gregory's playing outstanding. And the thing that I love most about Randy Gregory in the Vikings game when he had those two penalties kind of called, like he just got ticked off. It's like you know what, I'm gonna blow things up, and he got in the backfield and almost made the play. Like you can see the type of caliber of player that Randy Gregory is, where he can really just take over. A game at any moment and it's really going to be exciting when we get to marcus lawrence back which i know we heard some news oh, that yeah. it could be back to either this week or next week for practice and so that's when it really becomes spooky season with this defense yeah oh it's the, um, the, the sky's the limit with the defense right now it's like there's so many positives yeah. like mm-hmm. going forward but when you especially when you, like, and i know i keep using this as a reference but when you can really compare it to last season <laughs> and then, like like there's nothing much else that we can really say it's like it's mm-hmm. like it's like turning over a new leaf it's like mm-hmm. it's a completely different team and if I had to say there was one silver lining in Dak actually being out was that the defense knew that it was going to be on their tab. Like they cannot let yeah. the Vikings score 30 plus points and we could still win the game. And so they really rallied together, man, and played well. And I feel like it was the defense's best game thus far this season. And it's only going to get better. Yeah, I think I think I'm not going to mention a certain defensive tackle that Paul Paul really loves. <laughs> But I think never, I think J Duck, as you say, <laughs> one of one of one of the big things from Sunday night was our third down conversion rate, um, mm-hmm. or stoppage rate effectively. One mm-hmm. of thirteen, that was it. We only allowed mm-hmm. one third down completion. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that, that that number alone, I think it's the sixth lowest. It's either in it's the sixth lowest in Cowboys history or in NFL history, if I, if I read that correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, outstanding. Outstanding game Sunday for the defense. Yep. It was. Uh, so, so, Brian, but just to add on top of that, we were actually having – the, the the biggest of cowboy haters actually ranking them number one this week. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you, I don't, yeah, Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. yeah. How much that must have hurt him? And you saw Marcus Spears' reaction to that. He was like, huh? He had right. to get his, get his cell phone out and try to actually take a photograph. And I was like, I'm a bit shocked myself. Because, like, like, when the hell did the biggest hater of them all decide to give us the number one ranking? Well, if you if you watch Monday and like I really don't watch the show, but I see clips on Twitter all the time. Michael Irvin gave Stephen A. the opportunity to hop on the, the Cowboys bandwagon. He says That's one right. time only if you bend down and kiss, you know, bend the knee. And Stephen A. was like, "I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it." But today, he has us <laughs> as his number one team in the NFL. So it was like, oh, maybe he's trying to get on board. But nah, nah, the, the seat's full, man. Seats, seats can't sit here. Seats taken. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, that's that's an interesting call from Lloyd there in terms yeah. of Mike Zimmer. You know, I I can kind of see where he's coming from with it. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, because when you really look at the Vikings' offense, especially like the players they've got, they've got Jefferson, they've got Phelan, they've got like Cook, and even their backup running back is pretty decent as well. Like I suppose Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, and his good day, Kirk Cousins can be absolutely lethal. But we all know he can throw the interception, but uh, this should still cause an absolute dent in your defense. But we still mm. managed to suppress them and cause absolute havoc, gave them lots of trouble, and we shut down Jefferson quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And mm. yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah. I tend to agree. I think Summer could be potentially in the hot seat after that game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, granted, I'll, I'll take it because I'm a Cowboys fan, but there is no reason that they really should have lost that game. And I felt like, you know, from a coaching standpoint, like they took their foot off the pedal. Like, you know, they opened yeah. up, they were opening things up down the field. We were getting penalties and flags and feeling like, and all of a sudden they just eased up a little bit. I mean, they didn't get heavily involved in the run game. And so it was a poorly coached team. Um, you know, decision-making, clock management, using the back-to-back timeouts, like mm-hmm. just those little things, like you shouldn't see that from an NFL coach with Zimmer's pedigree. And so, yeah, if I'm a Vikings fan, I would definitely be livid, which I'm sure they was. Yeah, I, I mean, I, like from a perspective of a Vikings fan, I think that run play from Z before we actually struck that winning touchdown, yeah. I would be really mad about it because that was four players Z mm-hmm. ran through. Right. I mean, like, it's like, at least two of them should have brought him down before. Like, it was third and oh, 11 man. as well. Third and 11. But you know? the beast mode of Zeke to think, I'm just going to go through. Because I was thinking, yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, here yeah, we go. Yeah, Let's go yeah, for the yeah, field goal. Show, show the hoodie. Like, show the hoodie, man. Show the hoodie. <laughs> yeah. Feed Zeke, man. Feed Zeke. And I was like, you know, I was like okay, he's going to be short. Because I was thinking, like, are we going to go for the field goal? Are we going to go for it? Like, what was going to be the next play? And all of a sudden, Zeke just busted through like four people. And for, and honestly, he should have scored like that last yeah. tackle, like yeah. pretty much saved it. But he was going to get into the end zone, so it just shows the determination from Zeke. Like, hey, the ball's in my hands. I'm going to make something happen. And him and Amari Cooper both made special plays to really oh. save the game. But yeah, that run was just pure power. Mm-hmm. That was a pure powerful. Like, like even after tackle, you can see how he was just powerful. Just trying to. Get his foot mm-hmm. on the ground and really like like drive through regardless. Mm-hmm. And 
and don't know if this is going to be much of a comparison. Like, I suppose you can never comparison to the all-time great Emmett Smith, but it was very mm. close to what he used to do when he Emmett did like. the emulate the power run that Emmett used mm. to do. Yeah. Like, but it was I was like, holy shit. And mm. streets, I had to say it, but I was like, God, we're winning this after that play. It's like mm-hmm. we've got we've got this, we've got this. Yeah. Yeah. Now, my my take after that play, it was like, okay, we'll give the ball right back to him and score. But, you know, it shows the confidence that uh, Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore and Cooper Rush to actually, because when Cooper Rush dropped back, I almost had a heart, heart attack. Um, but, you know, they go back and they, they kind of played the audio and you hear Amari Cooper um, speak about that situation. I guess that CeeDee Lamb wanted that final play and he tried to reverse yeah. it. And Mark Cooper was like, hell no, like I want this. So it shows like they knew that they were going to score on that play and they were kind of going back and forth about who was going to get it. But Amari definitely stepped up and made the play, man. And great, great, great win. He was outstanding, yeah. but not, not even, not zero drop passes. Yeah. Yeah. Man, Cooper's just lights out. And again, it, it it just goes to show that they all want the ball, but there's no ego from anyone mm-hmm. about not mm-hmm. getting it. So long as right. everybody wins, they don't care. Right. And that's what yeah, they, they, ju- they joked about it. City Lamb didn't throw his helmet after, you know, it was just like, all right, let me get in. And Mark Cooper's like, no, you're not. You know, so that shows it. Like, we got a lot of talent, but it's rare when you have supreme talent with no ego. You know, it's very like, rare. Yeah, very I rare. mean, and, and that and that's the cool part. And we got more talent coming <laughs> soon off the injuries there. So, yeah. So we're just um, we're just going to jump into the news and updates. Um, so obviously today is trade deadline day. It doesn't look like there's going to be any activity inwards or outwards from the Cowboys. Didn't expect anything to happen. Um, mm-hmm. A couple, couple, couple of things coming out of the game. So Cooper Rush's touchdown to Amari Cooper was the first time we had the first name of the thrower and the surname <laughs> of the receiver happen right. in NFL history. Yeah, and it also happened last season where we had the surname of the thrower and the first name of the receiver being the same when Andy Dalton threw yeah, Dalton Schultz. So, yeah. yeah. So a bit of, a bit of scorigami at the weekend. Um, Jabril Cox is down for the season with an ACL injury, which is unfortunate. Um, Bradley and I has been waived today. Kelvin Joseph was active is was active for Sunday, and I think we do have uh, Michael Gallup, uh, Neville Gallimore, and Tank all within the next three weeks coming back. They're 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 all returning to play. So I think maybe the the cutting of um, Bradley and I is to make room for someone else to come back in, mm. or maybe two, obviously, which Will Cox also dropping yeah. out. Because also got to add in Tristan Hill, too. Mike McCarthy mentioned he should be yeah. coming soon yeah. as well. So. so I think that that's the reason why we've we, we've the two guys out. So, Bon So, um, there have been a, there have been a few trades around the league around, um, yeah, <laughs> the, uh, the deadline. I mean, obviously, Von Miller is capturing all the headlines. Mm-hmm. Any anything that you guys have seen over the past couple of days that, that yeah, um, or anything very, you want to see? Yeah, a very interesting one in regards to the Saints is that uh, Philip Rivers actually came out and says, um, "I've not been approached, but if I was I was approached, I'd be open to joining." Mm-hmm. Like I was yeah. like, "What?" 
the hell? <laughs> it's like, has he even actually like even done any off-season training? I know he's retired, but has he actually done anything? He's off the couch, man. He's off the couch. Yeah, and yeah, man, and obviously we've we've seen the unfortunate. Well, it is unfortunate news because he's a former cowboy. We've seen that Jalen got released, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but we wish nothing but the best for Jalen. I, I hope he does get yeah. another another team will come pick him up, but it's. Uh, I think that the reason for that was due to uh, Bakari, uh, the, the tackle for Green Bay. Bakhtiari. Bakhtiari, mm-hmm. sorry. Yep. Trying for, yeah. room to bring him in and room for like a possible trade for deadline. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it's it's unfortunate for Jalen, but uh, we wish him all the best and hopefully we'll yeah. find somewhere else to play. So from what I have heard from people I talked to, it sounds like it was mutual. Um, just like you said, they wanted to make room for the defensive tackle. Now, Cowboys fans don't throw tomatoes at me, but there could be a possibility where he might return. I think the hard part that's trying to be worked out is so how does the contract work? Because he had the nine million guaranteed for this year. He was paid, I think, like 250000 from Green Bay. So if he comes back, would you have a dual contract situation? But, you know, Jalen does reside in Dallas. We do need linebacker death. And so I'm from the standpoint, do I think he's going to come back? No. But from the Cowboys standpoint, it's like you're already paying for it. <laughs> you know, so I would much have a player that I'm paying nine million dollars for just on my roster um, just to use for depth. And so it's going to be interesting to see how that happens. But, you know, yeah, I mean, I saw that I saw a few comments like myself and like I'm not against it. Like I know like. There's, there's been times where I have been critical of Jalen. Like, 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 it's not like I'm hating on Jalen. It's just like, it's like, come on. Like, it's if it was always like, um, mm-hmm. there's the other like backers that we've got are obviously superiorly better, like Parsons and mm-hmm. Cox and stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. but still, that like Jalen knows the playbook, so right. that 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 to yeah. him is already an advantage. So. Mm-hmm. If we can still get him back, like if we were to get him back, then it would have to be a like a even super, super, super team friendly deal. Right. <laughs> you know? It would have but, to be something weird. Yeah. But I mean, with Jabril Cox out, I mean, we, mm. we wasn't even utilizing Jabril Cox at the linebacker position. Yeah. Now we really have Micah Parsons. We have LVE, who we have to cross fingers for every every down he plays, Keanu Neal. And then that linebacker room that we had so much depth yeah. with going into the season gets kind of thin because you got to go to Francis Bernard or Gifford. And I would say that I would probably trust to have Jalen Smith back there versus Francis Bernard out there on the field. So I, I was well. You you mentioned the word Gifford. Gifford like he's been killing it in the special teams. Right? I don't think you may have seen some of the plays he made. He absolutely pancaked two Vikings in a row. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow! If he can do that, if he was in the linebacker position, mm-hmm. then I would have no problem with that. But we just mm-hmm. haven't seen enough of him getting rotated in enough so i don't mm-hmm. know if that may be the plan of action but mm-hmm. again we just need to kind of wait we just need to wait and see what the uh cowboy yeah. staff do with regards to um accommodating him with the loss of courage mm-hmm. cox but it's, 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 even it's, if it's not Jalen, i feel like we do need to look at somebody to add another layer of depth at the linebacker yeah. position yeah. no grant we've been playing yeah. a lot of big nickel and having jay ron curse and donovan wilson and you know casey yes. and hooker on the field at the same time but in those running downs where you really just need three core linebackers, you know, it's it's a lot better having a guy because I just personally feel like LVE and Keanu Neal haven't been playing their best football thus far. So, yeah. 
I, I would I would very much agree with that take. Um, I think the other kind of interesting trade that happened was the Melvin Ingram one um, mm. for a sixth rounder. Did that interest any of you, or was it, would it be too rich? Mm-hmm. I I would for a sixth round pick, you you have to consider it. And now there was conversations that the Cowboys did try for Von Miller, but you know, every time there's a trade made, we always hear the Cowboys try. Yeah. I'm I'm blaming our boy Next for that one, by the way. He got me hooked on that one. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> I'm blaming Next yeah. if you're watching right now. I'm blaming you for that. <laughs> yeah. So I mean the Cowboys try. So it looks like they were in the market for a pass rush to, to be able to go yeah. and get Ingram for a six round pick you definitely have to consider it, but I don't know why the Cowboys didn't pull the trigger because I would definitely have been all for it to get that caliber of player to bring in. But from our perspective as well, we do have a lot of pass rushers on this team already. I mean, Chauncey Golson was one of my favorites in the draft. He's playing lights out. We're getting to Marcus Lawrence. You have Basham. You have, you know, Dorrance Armstrong. He just came back last week. And so it's kind of clustered there, but I would have definitely considered it for a six-round pick. Yeah, the the one thing I was quite surprised about, and uh, and it was it was the coaching decision, and uh, I might be kind of going left field, was to bring in Justin Hamilton because Mm -hmm. they feel that he was the best fit against uh, whoever the center was for Mm -hmm. is it it, it Kings uh, Bradbury or something? I think so, Bradbury. Garrett Bradbury, Uh, is it? That's the that's the one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So. they had like they've had did their research on the center and they tend to think like the type of player that Justin Hamilton is and we, and I know I hate to use PFF as a grade and stuff like that, but he was highly right he was out in the nineties mm-hmm. um, Justin Hamilton and he was only like one percent behind Aaron Donald so mm-hmm. and he did cause absolute disruption within the middle of that field so a uh, fair play so it just shows you like even within our practice squad they're coming in and contributing so much. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's from the defensive line point. Yeah. Crazy. So we're almost half an hour into the show. And uh, I think it's time we throw it over to, I'm just looking for it. Our offense. So. I think we've got, as I say, we've gotten almost half an hour into the show and we've barely mentioned Cooper Rush. What a job he did on Sunday. Hats off. Hats off to Cooper Rush. Absolutely, yeah. And and what was more beautiful was just seeing how his family were reacting right after the game. I was like, man, if that that was my son playing, I would have been that proud myself, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, but fair play. Like, like he had his critics even when he went to even went in New York. We didn't feel he was good enough, but he actually stepped up to the plate. Like, yeah, like he, Cooper Rush. You know, it was a great moment for him and his family. Now, Cowboys Nation, let's be honest. <laughs> it yeah. still wasn't, you know, the most impressive thing. Like there were some balls that were sailing a little bit. I yeah. mean, the play that Mari Cooper made, that should have been an interception to hit the Vikings corner right in the chest. And, you know, so but it was good to show that the Cowboys had great confidence in Cooper Rush. Because if you would have told me he was going to throw over 30 plus times in the game, I'm like, there's no way. There's going to be a lot of Zeke, a lot of uh, Pollard. But it shows the confidence that the Cowboys had in him and the reason why he's the quarterback too, because I know Jerry had mentioned he knows every play. He could run the entire playbook because he's been with the team, but 
I didn't think, you know, just from a standpoint, but me personally, I would still like to go get another backup quarterback still. Like, yeah. you know, it, you know, it luckily is luckily sounds like it's going to be one game that Dak is going to be missing. But if it had to be extended time, I'm not sure, you know, how we would fare with Cooper Rush. But it was, it was a cool story, though. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, I know we brought in Will Greer. I don't know if that's going to last any time long. I don't know mm-hmm. if he's just there as the extra body in, in case of any scenario, whatever. But, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Like, do we see, see still see Cooper Rush being like a long term backup solution to that? Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. not. It, it's really hard to say now. But from from that performance alone, like like you said, there were still mistakes, but like. A Valenti there just made the comment. He, he slowly grew into the game, mm-hmm. got a lot more confident, got more used to it, and mm-hmm. and the, the passes were flowing at at the, at the tail end of the game. So right. when it was time, when it was game time, he he stepped up, and that's the yeah. most important yep. time. Absolutely. And also, it's it's nice to see how Mike McCarthy has done with these backup quarterback situations. I mean, even going back to last year with almost beating the Steelers and remaining competitive with Gary Gilbert and then, you know, remaining That's competitive right. versus the Eagles with Ben DiNucci. And so it shows the difference of what Mike McCarthy is able to do versus, like I said earlier, the old regime, we could have just talked up a lot. <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 funny, it's, it's funny that you mentioned Gary Gilbert. I was one of the advocates. I really wanted Gary Gilbert to make the team, but I'm kind of like, well, I'm glad I'm kind of proven wrong in that case after mm-hmm. seeing after witnessing what happened in preseason. It just mm-hmm. clearly shows that that game may have been just one of those nights he was just absolutely spot mm-hmm. on. And mm-hmm. when it really came out to try and make the team, it just wasn't really happening for him. So, mm-hmm. but, but just got to trust the process of how the Cowboys do their team yeah. selection. And so far, like, it's from, like, not even from the offensive point of view, but just from the whole team perspective, mm-hmm. every player that we brought in, Terrace, like mm-hmm. everyone, like again, a comparison to last season, <laughs> like like everyone that we brought in have contributed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and because like I said, Cowboys fans are so used to being helicopter fans. Like every little decision we got, you know, we just like hovered over our coaching staff because we've been burnt so many times. But mm. if we now like looking at the staff and how things have worked out this season, it might be time to just stand back a little bit, just a little bit, Cowboys Nation. And just trust this team, trust Mike McCarthy, and they're going to do what's best. Now, and we'll probably talk about it here soon. This Lyle Collins situation is still I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I tried not to step in the kitchen, but you know, it's just like, okay, are, are, you, are, you, are, you, are you sure you're not putting too much salt in there um, with this thing? But you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to trust the coaches that it's going to be a work in progress. <laughs> no, I totally agree. The Lyle Collins situation, I can understand they're trying to make a point. I totally get that because, mm-hmm. um, like, what he did was like, at first, I thought, why could, like, when you, before the announcement of why he was suspended, it was like, uh, it made no sense. Like, you, mm-hmm. you can't suspend the player based on five games based on the NFL protocols because mm-hmm. it only went like one, two, four, six, and eight. Mm-hmm. There was nothing for five at mm-hmm. all. I was like, they just made this up. So mm-hmm. it's this them just coming at us again, like the NFL, the known fun league, just coming after Cowboys as usual. Mm-hmm. Until until I, we found out it was all to do with, I, I can't even remember the exact reason what it was, but, but it was like bribery like, or something. Yeah, like yes. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was like, oh, come on, Lyle, like you're better than that. Come on. So I can understand that, but from the Cowboys coaching stuff, they're like, really? Come on. 
But like, see, that's my thing though, because when you read the transcripts from court, it was like it was in a jokingly manner. Like his Dak was a part of it too. Like, you know, man, I was paid a little money, you know. And it wasn't like he really tried to bribe him. Because like I said on Twitter, if Lyle Collins has the money to really, really <laughs> bribe you if, oh, he, yeah. if he wanted if he wanted to. And so it, it sounds like it was a joking matter, but sometimes you know, jokes get taken too far. Yeah, but, but five game suspension. He's been out. He's learned his lessons. He's lost money. He's losing ten million dollars on his contract. Like that's more than enough punishment. Can we get back to having our best offensive line back there on the field? You would assume so. But Terrence yeah. still has to play decent, but he doesn't give us the upside value that Lyle Collins provides. And I know, yeah, the conversation was possibly about moving him to guard Lyle to guard, replacing Connor Williams. Okay, I was kind of hearing that theory, but. Stephen Jones came out and said, no, absolutely not. Like, he's not going to be starting at left guard. So I'm like, okay, well, he needs to be doing more than being a wishbone fullback on a two occasional series. Like, we need Lyle Collins on the field. So I'm not sure how this whole situation is going to work out. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> It's just one of those ones. It's just going to have to. We kind of have to wait and see what's going to happen. But but mm-hmm. you're, you're totally right. Like I would feel a lot more comfortable with Al be in the squad because mm-hmm. he just has that dominating presence, mm-hmm. especially in the tackle position. He does mm-hmm. give that that extra cover. But you, you still need to give Terrence Steele absolute mm-hmm. credit. He's done a stellar job. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. which again, when you compare, I know I keep comparing it back to the last season, but right. But from it's just the completely, completely right. different, completely different player. Uh, mm-hmm. Terrence has obviously had a really good off season, build up his strength, build up his mass, mm-hmm. put on the extra weight that he had to. Because if when you compare him last year, he did look under undersized. Mm-hmm. He was getting pushed back all the time. He looked a bit slow, but now he's it feels as though like he's really stepped up his game. But he's he's now the fact that he's he's, he's really given up really anything really when you mm-hmm. really look at the stats yeah i mean he's um, been he's been decent but like i said he's no lyle collins you know yeah. it'll be like well if we, if we run three games with cooper rush like we're gonna keep the continuity and keep like no man like cooper rush though he's played de- it's not Dak prescott like if yeah. tiny plays well he's never going to be tyron smith terrence Steele is never going to be lyle collins like there's just different levels and so yeah. but yeah but, i'm staying out the kitchen for for now but, you know but, 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 <laughs> And the biggest positive note is the biggest worry I had about this season was the depth of our offensive line. Mm-hmm. Now, not so much anymore. I feel comfortable mm-hmm. that these whoever can fit in now, excuse mm-hmm. me, can still do a decent job and still protect mm-hmm. Dak and still open up those gaps for Zeke. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. it seems to be a lot more plugging and play now rather than it's like um putting in a, a bit of I'm trying to think of a really good uh, metaphor here, but I'll think of something. But wow. basically, you're, yeah, you're putting in a plaster, uh, <laughs> a band aid on something, mm-hmm. and it's just and it keeps peeling off, mm-hmm. and, it's le- yeah. and it's leaking out. So, yeah, I, I, I can't even really think of anything. At the top of my head, <laughs> but, 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 but you get the point, though. <laughs> right. Yeah. So just just bringing up a comment here, and I know a couple of people have been asking this: Can he play the other side if Smith wasn't available? Tyron played all of his all of his college career at left tackle for LSU, so he can play mm-hmm. the position. But mm-hmm. having to switch over from right side to left side, you're having to completely ball, ball. take it away. That was what happened to completely mm-hmm. different, completely different ball game. When I mm-hmm. when I was playing offensive line, right? Don't get me wrong, I was a very extremely undersized offensive <laughs> line, right? But 
playing from left to right is a completely different ball game. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to have to readjust your kick steps, your mm-hmm. uh, the vision in terms of blocking assignments. It completely changes. And obviously, you, every player has a preference. Like you've always got your strong hand and your lead hand. Like it's the same in boxing, surfball, that like whatever not. Mm-hmm. But for me, I always prefer playing on the left because I felt more comfortable. But for mm-hmm. Lisa, the pros they all have their preferences. Like mm-hmm. like you don't ever see Zach Martin playing on the left side. Never. Like mm-hmm. like you could probably play the left guard, but probably not as right. effective compared to being on the right because the stance is is more key thing as well. Taking mm-hmm. your first step. Like if your lead foot forward is the more powerful step, then you don't lose power when you take up the sorry, if your foot yeah, if your lead foot is the more powerful foot, mm-hmm. that, that's where you're going to launch off with for your first step. So that's mm-hmm. vitally important. Yeah. But if that's the back foot, you're not going to gain as much leverage going up from going underneath the pads. Mm-hmm. So that it, make, it makes a difference. Makes yeah. a huge difference. Mm-hmm. It's like me like. You try to get up, like especially if it's a run block, like you taking that like half a yard step difference is mm-hmm. all it needs. If you can try and gain as much yards with that first step, mm-hmm. getting that defensive lineman's face, that will make every bit of difference. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's yeah. all I've got to say in that. So, <laughs> but I'd much rather have them just on the field trying that versus be on the sidelines. So, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> you know, you know, know. So, I'd rather have a seventy-five but, overall. Lyle but, calls left tackle versus him just staying on the sidelines. But, but, but it sounds but, like yeah. Ty Smith is going to be ready to play on Sunday yeah. from what I've been hearing. He is, yeah. He'll be, he'll be ready to roll. But, I mean... I was just trying to add talk. Oh, sorry. sorry. I was just trying to talk what Todd was just saying there. It's like the difference between what I was doing was amateur, but with the pros, mm. they should be able to adapt regardless. So I totally yeah. agree, agree with what you're saying there, Todd. Absolutely. So it should be like... Wherever are you in line, you should always be ready for whatever the worst case, like not worst case scenario, mm-hmm. but you should always be ready to be put, put in a position that you're uh, not expected to play in. Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Sorry, Brian. I'm like, <laughs> without, without getting too much into the game against the Broncos, I can't imagine you're not going to see Lyle playing in that game. The pass rush from the Broncos is too good to mm. have him sitting on the sidelines for the whole game. Well, we've now got a bonus that Von Miller's no longer there now. Right. Yeah. So that definitely takes a good um, like a puncher's chip. Well, not a puncher's chip. Again, I'm terrible with my metaphors tonight. Jesus. <laughs> But you, you get what I mean, folks. You get what I mean. Mm-hmm. But we, we stand a better yeah. chance before, without Vaughn Miller in their team right now. So Yeah. But we might see Vaughn Miller down the line in the playoffs. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure I'm you know. that. <laughs> but I, I, Mike brought the point up a couple of times. Um, signature game for Mary Cooper. I mean... Mm-hmm. How is this guy still so underrated that when the talk of the top five wide receivers in the league, he's never in it? It, it, It's us. It's Cowboys Nation. It's the Dallas Cowboys. Everyone hates us. So that's why. It's the the same with, um, um, what's his name? Um, Sean Merriman called Mm -hmm. Dak Prescott never elite. If he was earning $30 million, it's like the worst decision has ever been made. Well, sucks to be you, Sean Merriman. <laughs> sucks to be you. Right. 
And, and, and that's what it is. Like, what, what's what's the real problem when it comes to Mark Cooper? Like, he scored a game-winning touchdown and didn't dance. He didn't, you know, he didn't run into the crowd and do a backflip. Like, he just he just does his job. And it's like, yeah. I compare Amari Cooper to, he reminds me a lot like this Tim Duncan type approach. Like, cool. he doesn't have to be all loud and elaborate, but he's still one of the best to ever play the game. And a lot of people, even Cowboys fans, they don't see the value of what Amari Cooper really brings to this team. Whether the defense yeah. is having to roll coverage to his, to his side to open up plays for Cedric Wilson or CeeDee Lamb, like Amari Cooper is elite of the elite when it comes to being a wide receiver. And you're starting to see him be a little bit more vocal, but like start to own it a little bit because oh, I heard absolutely. his interview on 105 through the fan. He's like, I want to be one of the greatest. So when I'm hurt, like when he was in Minnesota, like rubbing it out with a softball or a tennis ball. Now, I don't know why he was doing that himself, but um, where was the medical staff? But he wanted to get back out there on the field to be out there for his team and make these type of plays. And so he's a competitor. He's a tough guy. And he's the lead of the elite when it comes to the wide receiver. And it's one of the best trades the Cowboys have made in Cowboys history. Damn near. I totally agree. And here's the thing, right? The people like, this is goes towards the more corporate media within the NFL. They mm-hmm. keep saying Adele Beckham and whoever, right? Yeah, he's still a top mm-hmm. elite receiver, but he's hardly played, it's right? Like, how, how can you put that that title of elite if he's not really playing? Same mm-hmm. with Julio Jones, he's not, he's not the same player as he used mm-hmm. to be. Like, Cooper's going up, but I mean. It's just because it's, Cooper, it's, just, it's, just, it's just it's just because that likes a Cooper. He's a really soft, laid back guy. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't. It's not all but bravado. He just goes in, does his job. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Because he's not. It's not like a remarkable wide receiver like your Antonio Browns, right? Or like OBJs. There's not mm-hmm. enough headlines to talk about him. Mm-hmm. I think that yeah. might play a factor into it, but you still cannot defi- like. Mm-hmm. You can't use media attention to define the player's career right like that you know like from what amara cooper has done it's just nothing but exceptional like above and beyond for what we got in that trade it's mm. like right <laughs> it's like it's like, like raiders right. like fans you must be mad right like, like, yeah. like, honestly mm, yeah so moving on and you know the other wide receiver during the game that deserves a lot of credit cedric wilson Mm-hmm. Um, one receiving touchdown, thirty-five yard pass. Uh, I've seen quarterbacks that, throw worse passes than that. That pass was beautiful. Well, well, his his, his pass is looking better than Cooper Rush. If you're gonna be honest, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like let's be honest, like Cedric, I'm like, well, maybe, maybe we should give him a few more snaps at quarterback. But Cedric oh, yeah. has been lights out, perfect, man. perfect spiral, good speed. On the run, like, yeah. It's like, oh, man. Yeah, that's right. It was on the run as well. And he was wearing gloves. Was he not wearing gloves as well? Yeah, Yeah. because it was was almost a blown play. And, like, he just made something happen and just threw a strike. And it's like. I couldn't believe it. Could not believe it. Yeah. I mean, mean, the question myself and Paul were saying this took just before you joined us before the show. I mean. Have the Cowboys a decision at the end of the season to make between himself and Michael Gallup because mm-hmm. we can't imagine that Michael Gallup will be will be able to resign Michael Gallup. The money he'll 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 you know garner in free agency is Cedric Wilson just as good of an operator. 
Yeah, I think so. In the scheme of things for our offense, I believe he fits us a little bit better than Michael Gallup. Now, that's no knock to Michael mm-hmm. Gallup. He cannot wait till he gets back on the field here in a few weeks or maybe this Sunday. Um, but I don't yeah. think Michael Gallup is going to be a re-sign. But for this season, we have a real question to ask because the hard part with Cedric Wilson, he is a perfect slot wide receiver. Like he just yes. fits in there, simple plug and play. Mm-hmm. And we know how Dak loves the slot wide receiver. So he fits that mold more versus Michael Gallup's going to be more of an outside guy. So then, I mean, granted, it's going to be nice to shift CeeDee Lamb inside and have him play in the slot or Amari Cooper playing the slot on your third best mm-hmm. corner. But I just think for the simplicity of things, I think Cedric Wilson just fits what we're doing here in Dallas like perfectly. And then we do yeah. have other Michael Gallup's S type players that we drafted in Simi Fioko and you know Ingles yeah. and you know and, and Turner like that can do that big play down the field thing. But for this season, it's going to be interesting to see how it works out. But I think next year we'll move on from Michael Gallup and said will be the guy that yeah. remains. As much as yeah. I hate to, as much as I hate to admit that, because I love Michael Gallup to bits. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I do think it's it's now looking more lately that we're going to move on from. Um, just, just like you're saying, like we just don't know what in terms of like how much we're a uh, going to offer Gallup. Yeah, and Michael Gallup isn't a quarterback; he doesn't have the arms. Yeah, so, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, two for one. Said. There we go. <laughs> yeah, but so, and but, and but, but like in the free agency, there's going to be more teams going to offer more money that mm-hmm. we're going to offer Gallup for sure, and especially we have wide receivers, like especially for deep routes right now are like and need right now yeah and i think again zeke had another under the radar very good game mm-hmm. i mean obviously we spoke about the catch at the end where he you know converted the turn long but he was in he was past blocking he was picking up the blocks you know and they weren't easy blocks you're not going to see every every running back in the league take those mm-hmm. things on you know, the, the box was stacked, so yeah, 16 attempts, 50 yards. But it's just Zeke getting himself back. I don't think he would have made the first down last year. No, exactly. And no, that's all down to what he's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think people get caught up in, you know, fantasy football. And they, yeah. they look at Ezekiel Elliott like, oh, 16 carries for 50 yards. But if you watch the full body of the game, you know the importance that Zeke meant to this team. Protecting Absolutely. Cooper Rush and not getting Cooper Rush, you know, sacked 100 yeah. times. Because the play where Xavier Woods blew up Cooper Rush, like that was Tony Pollard's responsibility he missed out on. So people really don't mm-hmm. see the importances of what Zeke brings to this offense. They just want the numbers. But – the, the, the extra yards on third down, get the first down, the, the play that we've been talking about so frequently, like Zeke has done his job and he's done it at a high level. And I think it's a testament to his training in the offseason and just his focus and commitment is a lot different than what we saw from last year. And it's, you're seeing that on the field. Yeah, just to bring up Mike's comment, you already commented this earlier, and I totally agree. Like a lot of Zeke's best plays is not necessarily the run rushes, it's actually mm-hmm. been the pass blocking, given that extra bit of protection for Dak and for Cooper mm-hmm. Rush during, uh, during the Vikings game there. That's not the sexy stuff, man. You can't you can't post a highlight video of Zeke's best pass pass blocks on YouTube, you know. Oh no, no, thing. Like, no, no one's gonna watch that. Like, uh. Oh no, no, it's like I love a good cut block when I see oh, one. You're you like the dirty, gritty stuff, man. You Absolutely. A lot of fans like I'm not gonna watch that. I mean, they want they want Zeke leaps and you know all the fun stuff, but yeah, Zeke has been tremendous in pass protection and just yeah. all, all around, man. A great all around season thus far for Zeke and Pollard. 
Smash and dash, man. Smash and dash. <laughs> Brilliant. So anything else on the offense before we move along? Or is there anything that we haven't covered? I, I, I generally thought uh, our tight ends had a generally quiet game. I thought they would have been utilized a lot more, I'm being perfectly honest. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, again, you were probably looking at them more in pass, in pass protection. And it just mm. wasn't a game to get them involved in. You know, like you saw... It was more so in red zone that more than anything. Yeah. But, but yeah, it, yeah, I think it's just one of those games we just adapted to how the Vikings were playing. And mm. again, I think this is all down to credit to Dan Quinn, down to Taylor Moore and Mike McCarthy, is that mm. we just seem to adapt so well in the game situations now. We overcome mm. in the first half and come back with a vengeance. We mm -hmm. saw that on multiple occasions this mm -hmm. season already. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, think about it. What you're really seeing is the death really have an impact on the season. I mean, Michael Gallup goes down. We're like, oh my god, we lose Michael, and then all of a sudden, Cedric Wilson emerges. Right? D-Law, remember? Right. Like, yeah, yeah. And now, now it's like, do we even need Mike? You know? So, and then you have Gallimore go down. You're like, oh my god, what did we do? Well, then you oh, have Osa emerge. Right? So <laughs> you're just seeing the death. I mean, Terrence Steele. You know, Zach Martin goes out with coat. Like you're seeing the death of this team which is something that's new for Cowboys fans. We never really had death. It was just one guy out and like Sean Lee would go out or Tyron Smith would go out. Well, there's the season. Like it's done. But now you're seeing players really step in. And Mike McCarthy was preaching that message all camp and all, all off season was it takes 72 guys like, you know, or how many he kept naming. Like it really takes everybody on this roster, Absolutely. practice squad and everything to go to ultimately where we're trying to go. And you're seeing that on the field. I just had to bring this comment from Mike there. He says, also, oh, 78% voted on our Twitter that the Cowboys have the best and second best quarterback in the <laughs> NFC East. <laughs> right. Uh, right. I think I actually saw a wee infographic the other day that they put, like, obviously, Jalen Hurts at last, but they've actually put Jason Garrett ahead of Jalen Hurts. He's not even played in, like, 20 years, but he's still ahead of Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Heck, with Reggie Wilson, we might have the top three, eh? <laughs> yeah, 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 I think I think Washington would probably use Cedric Wilson at quarterback, man. So. <laughs> I did. I did think there was one more thing. Do we want to see the seven linemen in again and running a wishbone? Ooh. Ooh. It was cute, but me personally, I am not a fan of the McGovern at fullback experiment, or even mm -hmm. you know, Lyle Collins, because I feel like what happens is. If McGovern doesn't get through the hole, what it creates is a huge, massive log jam for Zeke to get through. So it's either McGovern gets the block and creates the running lane, or it's another big 360-pound lineman in Zeke's way that he can't get around. So, I mean, granted, they're not going to probably use Nick Rolson, but personally, I would like to maybe move Schultz or maybe Jarwin back. And so that was a little bit yeah. more sneaker to give Zeke more of a window. Cause I've seen it where it's working. Like, okay, it looks great, but then yeah. Connor McGovern doesn't get through. So now you're just like the great wall of Dallas times two. You can't really get through it. So, you know, it was cute to kind of see him involved in Lyle Collins, but I like, I like that reference there. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, like, yeah. It's like a massive, massive wall. Like what is he supposed to do with, the, with Connor McGovern stuff in the hole? But I mean, it was cute to see Lyle and McGovern back there, man. But personally, I think it was a slap in the face for Lyle that give him two gadget plays. And that was it. Like, eh, you're yeah. talking about an all pro caliber right tackle. Like let's use him in a little bit more efficient ways, but. Uh, yeah. Mike, 
we're, we're not, we don't want to see, we don't want to raise John Madden from the grave going back to the commenting booth after that. <laughs> Uh, but what if we had a full back handover like we're dropping Rumble one in? We all love a and big that, man. And that's what we need to see versus Dak keep getting shortchanged on the goal line because apparently Dak has to get all the way to the goal post for a touchdown to count. Like, just turn around and hand it to Lyle Collins or Connor McGovern on the goal line and let them fall <laughs> forward. So, like, I would like to see that more, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. I think it will be more based if it's like a, a – Within ten yards of the goal line scenario, I think that is more mm-hmm. likely where we're ever going to ever. Let you. I never would imagine using that like if we're like forty yards from the uh, end zone or something like that. It wouldn't make sense. But right. if it's in goal line where you know that it's going to be more condensed, then yeah, you want to put more brute force and try and like put your bet more strongest guys up front against their strongest and see who's going to win the battle and pushing whoever mm-hmm. back. So I I get that. Yeah, so because they've used like Connor McGovern like as kind of like a tight end as well as a, a tackle eligible. So Kellen Moore has been creative to get McGovern on the field. And I mean, I guess Lyle possibly moving forward. So you see the creativity of it, but will it be consistent? And eh, I'm okay. So yeah. Yeah. I was so, the rich bone with actually three running backs, like have Pollard Zeke <laughs> and you know, another running back back there. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and, and really college it out, man. But <laughs> Oh, God, you imagine? Oofed. So, 55 minutes into the show, time to flip it over. So, let's talk defense. Oh, my favorite part. <laughs> Your favorite part, Paul. And yeah. I don't think we can start anywhere other than with Micah Parsons. Absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. It was the Micah Parsons show. Yeah, it it was. And it was good to see him grow because I I know I've been vocal about wanting to see him play off the edge, but it shows his focal point has been becoming better at the linebacker position and to see what he's able to bring to this team. And so, you know, he was flying, man, making plays. It's everything that we wanted Micah Parsons to be going into the draft and after the draft. And the scary part, he's still learning all. He's still learning, and it's only going to be up from here. But we're going to see our version of a Devin White type of impact with Micah Parsons. So, yeah, got to be excited, man. The kid played lights out. And then and see that he's focused on improving and holding himself accountable is special. And and already we're actually having all the, the like, the like people already thinking about this guy could be potentially, like, like well, obviously, he's definitely in the category of rookie of the year, but even def- mm-hmm. like, even talking about defensive player of the year already, mm-hmm. yeah. like him, him and Trevon, which we'll talk mm-hmm. about as well. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but it's just like, just like, honestly, man, like it's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Just that's a good point. What I mean, besides Trayvon, what other defensive player is having the season of Micah Parsons? Like, I mean, you have TJ Watt, but I'm trying to think of anybody. Else. Joey, Joey Bosa's not having the season. Yeah, he, Garrett's he's, not. Aaron Donald's he, not having the season. Yeah. No, no. Like even um, well, actually, both the both the Bosa brothers are not having a good season. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, they're, 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 not, they're, like... their their production has failed down significantly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying to think. Um, I mean, even Quentin Williams, he's he's like for the Jets. Like even though he's playing for the Jets, he's having a good season, but he's not doing the impact as much what Parsons and Trip Diggs mm-hmm. are doing as a collective. So, yeah, I mean, 
something to really kind of like raise like be proud of right now absolutely mm-hmm. but just to show how well our defense is playing and and like i keep saying man like parsons is still growing like you even said it yourself that's mm-hmm. how like the parsons is still growing and that's mm-hmm. the scary part mm-hmm. like and like, where and, is he and, going to be by playoff time? Like, that's oh, no, no, what's it what's going to be like in two seasons' time when he's oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. man, and and and, and here's the uh, what was I going to say there? Um, it will come back to me. I was going to say something, it was a really good point I was going to make, but it will come back to me. But, um, but I actually, I remember, I remember so. I don't know if you guys might have seen the the wee, uh, interview he did. It's like so. Yes. Got like eleven games left. It's like no, seventeen mm-hmm. games, or something like that. It's like like this, like, mm-hmm. uh, like yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it talks about how many games are left in the season. It's like no, nah. mm-hmm. it's like right. it's more than that. Like I don't have three games. So not seventeen games. It'll be right. four, fourteen games because mm-hmm. he's counting the Super Bowl and that. Like right. that's the attitude. This is different. Attitude. Yeah, it's different. Like, Definitely. We never really had a player talk. Well, we had. We I take that back. We have players talk like that, but a player who talks like that and backs and it delivers. Up. <laughs> yeah, like, who talks yeah. the talk but does not walk the walk. Yeah. But, but yeah. he does both. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. You know, no, no cute nicknames for this defense. You know, nope. just just going out there to play football and get the job done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As, yeah, as yeah. much as I love, as much as I love the Hot Boys era, but it, it kind of got to the point now. It's like we kind of really call yourselves that when we're not producing much, right? Mm. Right. So yeah. yeah, just 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 be the Cowboys defense. How about that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing yeah. wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with that. Absolutely, and I think I saw. I I don't know if you guys saw this stat, but I think apparently. Parsons is the first rookie to ever have 10 Saints, 10 solo tackles and four tackles for a loss by a rookie mm-hmm. in a game. I think mm-hmm. that was that was one of the, the the lines I saw. I mean, what he's doing is just it's it's ridiculous. It's not normal mm-hmm. for a rookie, and it's barely normal for a defensive player of any variety to be doing stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. you know. Let's enjoy it whilst it's it's happening on the on the field. Yeah. Um, you know, I think again, you put you pulled up the comment there, Paul. I mean, I think yeah. overall the defense really stepped up on Sunday, as you said. The one down, of thirteen yeah. third down conversions. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think to be fair, that started in the trenches. Because going into the Vikings game, I felt like this was going to be our biggest test due to the balance of the Absolutely. Vikings offense with yeah. having Madison, having Cook, but having Jefferson, having Thielen. So they're going to be the first team that can really give us a taste of our own medicine. But to see our defense really step up and play the way they did, like it's refreshing because you know the Broncos don't have the capacity. I mean, you know, so it's like not a lot of teams are able to really do what the Vikings were going to be able to do to us. And to yep. see that way how we step forward and really limited them, yeah, it's 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 different, man. It, it feels good as a Cowboys fan. It's a testament to Dan Quinn. I saw Joe just comment about Dan yep. Quinn possibly getting a head coaching job. There might be offers, but hearing how Dan Quinn talked this offseason, he likes the simplicity of just being a defensive coordinator. You don't have to wear yeah. so many different hats. And I think that's where yeah. when he was in Atlanta, it kind of gets to you. I mean, you're dealing with player personnel, you're dealing like I just want to coach the defense teach the defense and focus on this one thing. So I think that Dan Quinn is going to be a Cowboys coach, defensive coordinator for quite some time. 
Honestly, if if it was me, I would rather stick to being a positional coach. That would be my thing. Like right. I, I would hate to imagine like you were just saying the stress, all the things in terms of bringing mm-hmm. players in, the the back and forth with mm-hmm. the the GMs and stuff like that. <laughs> right. I would just I would just like to just coach my boys and like if my group, wherever that mm-hmm. position may be, mm-hmm. and focus on that and make them the best available to be. It, like right. it's it's like less is more. Right. Exactly. Yeah, like, less is more. And the money in Dallas is pretty much the same. <laughs> so it's like I'm not supposed to be a coordinator. Michael McCarthy deal with all this pressure, man. So I think those I think Dan Quinn's gonna be around for a while. Yeah, so don't forget the Texas yeah. taxes as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's very true. But one of one one of the highlights that I or one of the big points that I saw coming up, um Adam Thielen, 78 receiving yards. Justin Jefferson, 21 receiving yards. Yes. Cousins only threw for 184 yards the whole game. That That's crazy. And uh, it's just nuts. Right. Like, it's, it's more so on the Jefferson side. I think he was targeted mm. three, t- three times against um, Diggs, I believe. Mm-hmm. And yeah. only, and was it just one reception he only one made? One reception, yeah. And it was like for three yeah. yards or something like that? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, Shut down one of the best players. Mm. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, and another player that we have to be vocal about to really give his flowers, because I know a lot of Cowboys fans were out hunting him, but Anthony Brown's playing lights out. Like Anthony yeah. Brown has taken a huge leap forward and has impacted our defense. You know, yeah. so you know, I know week one versus Antonio Brown, we was like, get rid of him, get him out of there. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> <one> of <them. laughs> yeah, yeah. Trust me, I was out there in Tampa, like, get him out. Um, but he's really kind of settled a little bit and he's playing great. Like I said, like he's one of like the top rated uh, man coverage corners out there. So you add that alongside with Diggs, and then you also have Jordan Lewis who's playing well as well. So our secondary is you're seeing improvement. Yeah, uh, uh, Mike just brought just put that comment as you just said that there. Mm-hmm. Uh, love the uh, Jordan Lewis hat. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think the whole stadium was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, for me, I think what encapsulated the game was the way the defense stood up after giving away the three penalties, goal line stand, and turned turn turned the Vikings back. You know, I mean, they, they they literally said, "Offense, take it away now. We've done what we can for you." Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I thought it was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So hardly any fault you can really say what. As an overall collective with this defense, honestly, it's just mm-hmm. I'm just absolutely I'm just so excited to see how we're going to continue going forward, especially mm-hmm. like a team like like I know the Broncos are might not have a, as much offensive weapons like Minnesota mm-hmm. has, but but even still, I'm just really looking forward to see how we're going to develop going after like so. Christ, mm-hmm. I, I can't even tell you. This. Is it Teddy Bridgewater start the quarterback? Into yeah, so it's going to be yeah. Bridgewater. I, I think. I think from what I've been reading thus far, I think Jared Judy may be back this week mm-hmm. uh, for fantasy purposes. Think. And then yeah, you have Sutton, you have Noah Font. Uh, you know, for the most part, but you know, so they got some guys out there. Noah Font has gone to the COVID list. Ah, that's only broken yeah. the last hour. Okay, well, they yeah. take him out of there as well. So then you pretty much have Judy Sutton, and then you have Williams at the running back position. So I feel like our defense should fare well versus the Broncos this this Sunday. Yeah, especially with Dak. Gonna, back, so. 
Yeah, I'm just going to pull up this comment f- and just get your take on this. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, and this is what I've been trying to preach with Cowboys fans, and I think that a lot of people were too jaded to see it. As vocal as a lot of people have been about Jalen Smith, LVE has played just as bad, if yeah. not worse. And not only mm-hmm. LVE, Keanu Neal has played poorly as well. So that's where I was saying, like, with the linebacker mm-hmm. position, now since Jabril Cox is out of it, unfortunately, I think that other linebacker has to be addressed. But now we're past the trade deadline. Like, where do we go to really address it where we just got some decent guys? Now, granted, you can't have all pros at every level. Like, you know, it would yeah. be nice. Yeah. But, I mean, LVE has struggled. He's looked lethargic out there. He's looked lost, like Joe's yeah. mentioned. He's missed tackles. Keanu knew. I think he's ranked, like, 26th graded in run defense. And so it's just like mm-hmm. – it's really not that good. Now, the thing about it is that we play a lot of nickel, big nickel. So we've been using J. Ron Curse in the box a little bit more, which is helping yeah. alongside Micah Parsons. But, yeah, I agree. LVE has struggled. Keanu Neal has struggled as well. But at this point, mm-hmm. they're all we got. So, <laughs> you know. So. Yeah. The kind of question I would have then kind of leading on from that is, is linebacker still a need and is it something we need to address say, in the 2022 draft or free agency period. Always, always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because I, I always tend to think, like, um, def- like, like I'm so, even though I'm a big advocate for defensive line, but I, you always tend to see more, like, injuries and off-carts with linebackers more than you do with mm-hmm. defensive linemen. It's because the speed they come in, especially in what, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, the they want the butt off having to do coverage as well in terms of running the blitz, meeting the tackles and that as well. So, I, and we we kind of saw the wear and tear on a, a, like a, a great that is Sean Lee. Like mm-hmm. we saw over the years how gradually playing that position for so long and with the injuries that he could, he picked up and mm-hmm. and how it can affect you. And it, it's mm-hmm. linebacker can be a short career. It can be mm-hmm. like yeah, like like like. Touchwood, it never happens to any of our boys, mm-hmm. but I'm using an example like Ryan Shazier as a really mm-hmm. good example. Like, yeah, the way, yeah. like, like the way he tackled, uh, and it all it takes is one hit to the neck, mm-hmm. and that, like, and it's just the way how linebackers just do it, they just do it differently. Mm-hmm. And yeah, now and I wouldn't address it in the first round, but like later, second, yeah, third, and, 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 yeah. well, we got this year, like, right, and, 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 exactly. And so, if you think about, I mean, because heck, here in Kansas City, Nick Bolton was the second round, so linebackers yeah. tend to slide a little bit, like, you can get some quality depth. So, but it's definitely an area that we need to address now. Parsons and Cox should be our core two for the foreseeable future. But just like Paul yeah. said, you're always going to need depth at the position. Absolutely. I don't think Vander is going to be back. And then the Keanu Neal, I'm not sure if he's going to be back off his one-year deal as well. So we'll need to fill some of these holes. But we'll get to that, you know, way after. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And like that, yeah. we'll be going on after the season, and I'm sure we can get Tuck back to talk draft before oh, anytime. draft oh, day yeah. as well. That's the fun. That's what the fun starts. Absolutely. Well, 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 actually, let me take that back, because this year I tell everyone, the draft's in Vegas, man. So on draft day, I might not be doing no lies. I'm going to be out there playing blackjack and at the pool somewhere. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can just text me, just text me who we draft. And I'm like, I don't care, man. I'm, I'm at the blackjack table, man. Like, no, draft's going to be fun. But. Who knows, man? I may actually make my trip. 
I don't know, I don't know if you're aware, but the amount of trouble I've had over the past two years, I've actually have a backlog of uh, flight vouchers to use up, so I might actually take a wee trip to Vegas. Who knows? Hey, there you go. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to be out there for the draft, man. So come out, and then we'll just talk about it the next day who we draft. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who, who did we draft? Yeah. What? Oh, yeah, a lot of I like them. <laughs> I think I, I think the one thing we can be sure of is there's no way we're doing a 24-hour draft show this oh, year. No, yeah. no, no, <laughs> no, no. I, I was so I was so I'm you guys still aren't tired from that, man. So, uh, like, well, actually, you know, since we'll be in Vegas, we might be up for 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> we probably could. Oh, <laughs> Oh, that, yeah. I don't. I, I don't like as much as I had so much fun doing that show, but I would never want to do that ever again. <laughs> like, like I know it was it was such a great cause. We managed to raise a good that uh, was it two hundred pounds. Like, that's oh, about that's great. Yeah, that's great. about just under three hundred bucks, roughly. So that was mm-hmm. to raise charity, raise charity for our uh, medical staff for the mm-hmm. hospitals in the UK for dealing with the whole COVID stuff. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, but that was. But I don't want to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, not not this year. We'll be at the pool, man. We're at the pool. Yeah. Well, before we wrap up the show, I think I think we need to give our special teams a little bit of love. Oh um, what, 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 yeah, definitely. Especially when I mentioned look look gifford earlier. Honestly, yeah. go back and watch the clips where he completely mm. decimated the bloody center line of that special team's kickoff. I was like, oh, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Oh, man. (laughs) Mike, you might be on your own for that, son. (laughs) Oh, Mike, you're going to send me to my grave. Yeah. But there's one guy, as I say, we... We, we do love to give special teams a little bit of love, but one guy that has, hasn't been mentioned by us all season, Jake McQuaid, our long snapper. Mm-hmm. I mean, we oh, had yeah. LP for so long. Mm-hmm. And Jake McQuaid has come in and there has been no drop-off. Mm-hmm. Everything has been perfect from him, you know? Yep. So let me ask you guys this when it comes to our punting game. Are you guys surprised we haven't seen all the theatrics in our punt game that we saw last year? Because you know, oh, I think I sit back and wait. I'm like, okay, well, here comes the fake punt, or here comes you know, like here comes your first, and it's like, oh, we, we're just punting the ball away. Like, and so yeah, I'm not I'm, sure if, if Bones really just simmered down a little bit with the aggressiveness because it blew up in our face last year. But I was kind of expecting a lot more this season than I'm seeing. I was like, okay, well, yeah, like that's <laughs> it's definitely been toned down as we go further into the season. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, maybe, but, maybe Jerry and Stephen gave him a little talk. Like, hey, man, cut, cut all that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> after, after that Thanksgiving game last year, they're probably just like, all right, we're done with all. Yeah, that. I'm actually surprised. Yeah, uh, you know. Yeah. Well, Andrew has brought up the the point there. Obviously, fourth down, fall start. That yeah. was probably our only bad point during the game, and unfortunately, Bradley and I has found himself waved today. So yeah, I, I was, you screaming, know, I was screaming like, how could, how, how could you, you know, you got to be more aware in those things. And I mean, we haven't talked about them, but special teams, Zerline, 
those little small penalties like that can be costly in the playoffs. And so we need to clean that up. Like you should know as a yeah. football player is fourth and five. Like do not go, if anything, go backwards. Like don't come. But I know Bones likes to be more aggressive. But in that situation, like, no, just look and punch yeah. the city lamb and keep the field pos- possession. But, you know, but yes. really high, maybe, maybe that was the, the straw that broke the camel's back. And they're just like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for me, because Bradley and I was uh, positioned more inside. He had mm-hmm. no right to jump off. Like, oh, right. Let, let, let the ball be snapped. Like, mm-hmm. all you need to do is get the hand up. <laughs> right. Or that's whatever. Uh, uh, like, well, oh, sorry, that's field Sorry, that's field goal I'm talking about. What am I talking about? But, yeah, um, but, but like, don't be a hero. Don't be a yeah, hero. Like, let, you know, but, I know we got the, the block punt the other game, but it's like, man, just – just let CD get the ball back. You know, there's always a holding call or excessive blocking on punts. Yeah. Like, just let us get the field position. Like, don't be a hero. But, you know, it's parts yeah. of it. But I feel like Zerline is still my biggest question mark because it's a rushing Yeah. Ever. Like, it was to the point where, like, after, you know, if Zeke didn't get that first down, I still wasn't confident that he's going to make the kick and we're going to go in overtime. So I was thinking, man, we should go for it because – going through what we've been through in Tampa and so I means other games it's just like a coin flip and, and it's really yeah. scary but you know right. what can well, you do I think that based the question because I think like how many like Sirline is in the second year of his contract I believe mm-hmm. is that correct yeah. mm-hmm. do, do you think yeah. we might potentially part ways for a cheaper option next year they love the leg for some reason man I they mm. love the leg I know, know I know well Bones loves the leg for sure because he's right. still back in LA but I don't know, man. I think. What was the other kid that we had? Um, um oh god, um, for, Kai Forbath. For Forbath, like, yeah, I like, I yeah. liked him because he was consistent. Uh, uh, you know, what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't need oh. the big fifty-seven yard, sixty-three yard lay. Like, just give me consistency from forty-five and fifty. Like, that's what, right. all I need. So, right. okay, Mike, I, I will answer that straight off the bat. Six. That's how I feel about Sirline. Two. Mm. Yeah. Two. Both I'd say like you'll make more than fifty percent of his kicks. I know that, but but you just never know which one. Like you, you, you just you just never know. It seems to be the more easier ones he messes up, but the more right. the more, but the more clutch ones yeah. he'll do, no problem. Yeah, like, it's like pure yeah. straight down the middle. He, like Tampa was like, a perfect like, perfect example of it. It was just like, like all right, like, like yeah. Or even the Chargers game it was like okay, yeah. right down the middle, but you're gonna sink a thirty three. You know, like. And so that's the part where I don't like because it's like you feel like there should be consistency and like okay we're in field goal mm-hmm. range we talk that up three points yeah. you know it's like eh, wrong so <laughs> and, uh, and, and I think you know from Cowboys fans we were just so blessed with uh, Dan Bailey for so many years yeah you're just in field goal range you go grab a beer like okay that's three I'll be right back you know drink break and Dan Bailey's good but now it's with Greg you you're holding on every little kick every little extra point so I'll give it a two at I, this point. <laughs> I'm just laughing, Tuck, as you were saying everything there about um, Greg the Leg. All mm. I could hear in my head was Brett Maher, Brett Maher, Brett yeah. Maher. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it was Bye. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 Maher, Maher was another one. You just, you know, you just yeah. can't trust him. And, and, and it changes the course of a game. So, you know, yeah. but it's worked out thus far. I and mean, I feel like he's going to be our kicker. So let's hold on tight, Cowboys Nation. Like, Mm, yeah. yeah, I think that is pretty much all we have. Unless there's anything else you guys want to talk about from the game, 
No, uh, I, th- I, I just think it's a great win, great. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, I think the right decision was made to like rest up Dak and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But previously, before it would have been nice to let him play. But I think with the games how we've got ahead of the schedule, like Kansas City and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I don't want to kind of risk that. But yeah, I think yeah, great win. Let's move on to Denver. Yeah. Let me ask you guys this because I saw Gil Brandt. He actually tweeted this. Would you rest Dak again this week? For the Broncos game, probably not. For the Falcons, if if he's feeling a bit niggly again, then yes. Mm. Like I think the Broncos game, we like it'll be a more tougher game to win. Yeah, and we might and we would need um Dak in that scenario. But where's um? Hello, Christy. Welcome to the show. We're just about to finish up, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I tend if uh, I think like. If the schedule was flipped around and we had Atlanta next, mm-hmm. then I would I would say, yeah, maybe just kind of like, <coughs> like maybe potentially rest them up again. But mm-hmm. but the Broncos, we need to play that. We need play to play him again. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm a yeah. fan of playing him. If if he's ready, to, and it seemed like Dak was ready to go, so uh, he went with the intent to play versus the Vikings. They just shut him down on um, last minute. So if he's able to go, he'll be at practice. Let him play because every game is going to be important as we try to get to, you know, uh, home field advantage, getting by weeks and different things like that. So, yeah, forward momentum. So, yeah. Absolutely. So before we get out of here, Tuck, we'll throw it over to you and let let let, let you pr- promote your own stuff and let everyone know where they can get hold of you and what you do. Well, hey, guys, like I said, as always, it's always a pleasure to chime in with you guys. And, Paul, like I said, we're going to link up here soon. So thanks for having me on once again. Like I said, we definitely got to get you on my channel. We just got to work out these time differences, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, we'll definitely do it here soon. But, yeah, you guys can follow me uh, at my YouTube channel, Cowboys Fans Only. I appreciate all support there. Also, follow me on Twitter at jtuck151. Uh, appreciate all the Cowboys fans interaction there. And you can always go to CowboysFansOnly.com, our official merch store. I, I know I keep promising new stuff coming. I've just been lazy, man. I've been t- I'm tired, y'all. Like, you know, I haven't had the, the creativity flowing right now, but I'm definitely going to Are you, kidding, are you kidding me, Talk? You've got the f- best, one of the best T-shirts ever made. Is make, <laughs> make, make a Parsons Metallica T-shirt. So have you ever been like you've been drinking and all of a sudden you just like made like a fabulous food, but you wake up and you don't know how you did it. It just it was just good <laughs> that night. That's how that Michael Parsons shirt really just emerged, man. I was just in here drinking one night. And I was like, I'm gonna do this. And I woke up the next day and I'm like, oh, I love that. You know, and so people are like make another one, make it. I'm like, I, I just can't. <laughs> yeah. so I really I really need to say, like, where did you get the Metallica influence from for that? Uh, I was I was watching music videos and it, it just, I just saw it and it was like, I want to do like a rock star, you know, rock star ah. game type thing, with dog, like just dog and chain and gritty and just. Had a few it, drinks it, here it, in the middle of the night. Guys, be sure to go and check out as much of this. It's absolute fire. So be sure to go and check it out. Thank you. Yeah. Cowboysfansonly.com. So I said I just gotta get back in that vibe, man. But it's hard because I'm you know, now on the weekends I travel for games and going back and forth. I don't have the time to sit down and and sometimes I'll try it. I'm like, eh, you know, not really. Not, not. I feel like the Parsons short really changed the, the the raised the bar for me now. It's a new standard, man. So, but definitely, I'll, I'm gonna have things in there soon. But uh, but That's yeah, it. guys, be sure be, be sure to go and uh, go and check out JTuck, and uh, also, guys, be sure to go, go and check out our uh, other friends across the board. 
Like as you can see, J Tuck's channel, Cowboys Foreign Zone is right there banging in the middle. We've got like a uh, big game James, Cowboys Y'all, Bluff City Cowboys to do the Cowboys Zone, Cowboys for Life, which is our good friend Sid, all the guys from 105 the fan, hanging with the boys. I'm just name dropping here, but guys, be sure to go and check all these amazing guys, content creators within Cowboys Nation. They're doing an extremely fantastic job. And yeah, the more content, the more you're well informed, the more you get to do, like, just be more part of the team, you know? So be sure you go and check everyone out, guys. Yeah, it's the good quality yeah. content because no one's going to know our team better than us. You know, if you were yeah. going to ask Stephen A. Smith what's his thoughts on Connor McGovern, he'll look at you like you're crazy. So it's like, if I was to call in to Stephen A. Smith, like, hey, Stephen A. Smith, you know, Jay Tuck, huge fan of the show, what's your thoughts on Terrence Steele versus Lyle Collins? Who's the here, Paul? Like, what are you talking about? But that's why you got to come to the content creators because we are in the community. We we know what's going on with our team, man. And you guys do an incredible job alongside the others that were just listed earlier. Uh, Valencia, I can ask that for you right now. Yes, JTUT does yep. ship it out to the, U uh, to the UK. I've purchased a shop myself. So, yep. there you go. International, international. International, my friend. And it was fairly quick, right? I know, I know, I know Canada, they had something where it was kind of held up at the border. But I got it within a week. Yeah. So yeah. Boom. Yeah. Yes. So and that's a so, <laughs> we will we will put a link up so everyone can 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 grab um can grab stuff from JTOC. Like you know, we, we we always want to make sure that we support our own in this in the in the content creation world, like you know, so please do make sure once we get that link up to go and go go and purchase some goods from JTOC, you will not be disappointed, folks. Thank um you. before before we get out of here, we, we have got to pay the bills ourselves and mm -hmm. uh to be fair andrew has been has been saying it for hours um, <laughs> and go away. and check out cowboys experience and barry griffiths and his team um for your meet and greet your tailgate and your game day packages paul take it over from me yep sure so guys for the ultimate cowboys experience uh, for the like Brian was saying, for the meet and greet, tailgating, and game day packages, be sure to go and check out Dallas Cowboys. Uh, sorry, Dallas Cowboys, CowboysExperience.com. Uh, for the uh, so you get to meet players like some Michael Gallup, as you can see, Travis Frederick, Zach Martin, and also we've actually got on board, and it's now official. Michael Parsons is part of the Cowboys Experience team, where you can meet him in certain game days. Um, we don't know the exact dates for what days he's going to appear, but he's now on board. Mm -hmm. So, but guys, if you use the district code UK Cowboys, Brian, what do we get? You get free stuff. You get free As stuff. As our own Rich Jones always says, don't be a clown, get free stuff. And talk about it. Oh, man, it's been a good show tonight. Good show. Thank you guys for having me. So, what time is it your guys' time? We're, it's uh, almost 10 30. 10 30. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm just I'm just gonna be happening by next week. I'm gonna be in a much better time zone. That's yeah, I'm yeah. Happy about. you you're gonna have to get adjusted, man. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. don't be sleeping out there at the tailgate, man. Oh, no, trust, me, trust me, man. I, I've got plenty of time to recover from this. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming over for a whole month. Oh, okay, yeah, you'll be well adjusted. By yeah. So what so what games are you doing? Are we doing? Um, so I'll be Kansas City, Thanksgiving, and the New Orleans game. 
Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, we'll be so we'll be two weekends back to back, Kansas City, and then uh, the Raiders yeah. Thanksgiving. So <laughs> yes. yeah, we're having fun, man. <laughs> Absolutely. So as we say, go follow J Talk. Pick up all of his social media. Um, Mike and the guys will be here nine o'clock UK and Irish time on Thursday. Um, I think it'll be four o'clock in the East Coast and five o'clock. Five o'clock Texas or three o'clock Texas time, um, yeah, yes. For for Thursday with the with the daylight saving hours having happened last weekend here in Ireland, the UK. So it's a good night for me, folks. <laughs> good night for me. All right, guys. Thanks again. Go Cowboys. Good night. <laughs>